The information and views expressed by our host or guests on the Unlock Potential podcast are their own, and not a substitute for professional medical or fitness advice. Always consult with qualified healthcare or fitness professionals before starting any new exercise program or making changes to your current routine. This episode of Unlock Potential contains visual demonstrations and instruction. If you are listening to the audio version of our podcast, consider also checking out the video at thebriandelaney.com. As we descend into the afternoon and evenings, if we are dehydrated, that's less blood volume. Mm. Less blood volume means less erections. Mm -hmm. So we have to be well hydrated as we go into the afternoons and evenings. Then we have to calm and slow our breath. We need to exhale a little more completely. We've got to allow the next inhale to occur and pause with it. That breath work shifts us out of the stressful state and then into that calm and peaceful state, which is where erections come from. Hello and welcome to season two of Unlock Potential. I'm Brian Delaney. Our focus this season is fitness. I'll be joined by Dr. Corey Duvall, who's going to guide us through his protocol for getting into your best shape so we can live our best lives and serve others well. Welcome back to another episode of Unlock Potential. Thank you so much for joining us once again on this next step on our journey. My name is Brian Delaney. I'm here with my business partner, uh, co-host, uh, the brains of the situation. And if you saw the last Stay Active Method uh, video uh, that he posted on Instagram, also the brawn hitting, uh, matching your old PRs at 40 pounds less body weight. That's killer. Yeah, baby. How you that doing today, good. Corey? Feel great. Feel Ready great. To go. Awesome. Awesome. So good to uh, so good to hear. Uh, we're excited to bring you this episode. We feel it's a very timely episode. Uh, the title of this episode is Low T No V Valentine's Day. No Valentine's Day. That's what it is, right? <laughs> so uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the hormonal balances that it seems like a rising number of people are experiencing, uh, treating and also dealing with the long-term consequences of not only low T, but also the treatments. Yeah. And so uh, as, as more, we'll just get right into it, as more and more people are, this is being brought into their awareness uh, through aging, through marketing that we're inundated with. We hear all the time about TRT, um, especially as we age because low testosterone the way it's marketed to us is a symptom of aging um, and diagnostic testing that actually demonstrates that the testosterone is low is a symptom. So mm -hmm. as people are dealing with these symptoms and they come to you, uh, they come to you with that. And that was one of the symptoms that I had dealt with in the past. Um, and, th and they bring to you, hey, these treatments, these pills, these creams, these injections, are those gonna help me to perform better and to have a better experience? That's a great question. And I know it's a problem that a lot of people struggle with. And the approach that I take is that the signs and symptoms of our body are what we can allow ourselves to guide us, or they're the things that we can mask and create ignorance and separation from what our body needs. So can people temporarily take some sort of external source of testosterone and feel better? Maybe. Hmm. Okay. 
And whether they do feel better or they don't, the issue is that there's long-term consequences to ignoring the signs and symptoms that your body's offering you. Okay. And so a lifestyle that creates an imbalance will create an imbalance in stress hormone compared to testosterone. And your body over time will start to take your testosterone and turn it into stress hormone in order to handle the imbalance that you're offering it. I see. And so we might get a lowering of testosterone because of that imbalance. And if we just put more testosterone into the system, we're just fueling that imbalance even farther. Kind of like the person who finds out their car leaks oil and they just keep dumping more oil into it. Exactly. Like a junk, uh, junker that's eventually going to uh, be thrown away. Yes. Or if they actually fix the leak in exactly. this case uh, in order, uh, so that it's operating properly and these other ancillary symptoms aren't going to show up exactly. of that low oil or low testosterone. Yeah, exactly. We want to create a lifestyle that has that balance. I see. I see. Gotcha. And when it comes to that balanced lifestyle, when it comes to, uh, you know, the way that we exercise, the way that we eat, talk a little bit about what we can do that's going to promote or create that balance. Yeah. So the balance and the overall amount of testosterone that our body can create is related to the intensity that we can have in the early hours of the day and the level of depth and ease that we can have in the later hours of the day. Both are required. Your body responds to that intensity and to the depth of the ease and recovery afterwards. So we need to maximize those things. What can get us imbalanced is the intensity in the morning, continuing in the afternoon, continuing into the evening, day after day after day. What that'll do is that over time, will lower our overall intensity. And when it lowers our overall intensity, our testosterone can lower. Gotcha, gotcha. So creating balance is about following the, these patterns uh -huh. that we keep coming back to, right? Yeah. These patterns, uh, these, uh, these phases throughout the day and yep. being in harmony with those. Exactly. So what, what is it that we do that necessarily creates that imbalance? Uh -huh. Because I know when I first started seeing you and even before that, testosterone replacement, without testosterone replacement, reading about one, uh, 180, right? Yeah. And they gave me this number that they keep pushing up to create more patients in my opinion, but who knows, right? Uh -huh. They gave me this number of normal, right? Normal for me uh -huh. was meant to be between 300 and 800, Yep. right? But I was reading at 180, but then coming to, uh, to you after a while, now it's up over 600 naturally without any of those supplementations, no pills, no creams, no injections. Exactly. Right. So obviously following those patterns can create balance. What is it that necessarily creates that imbalance? Yeah. So exercise can play a role and, and getting to know your story. It sounded like you had some imbalances in your exercise that led to exacerbating imbalances in your lifestyle. Some of those imbalances are how we perform our cardio work, hmm. our lighter intensity, longer duration work. We can do that in a way that teaches our body that we are marching to the battle that we are about to win. We are going to go at our own pace, at a pace that feels comfortable. We're going to pause if we need to, and we're going to push harder when we're ready. But we're always at the edge of that comfort zone because we know that the battle we're about to get to is the one that we're going to win. 
And so our stamina work, our lighter weight, longer duration, lower intensity work needs to be in that comfort zone. It teaches us that we're marching. However, sometimes we go too intense with our cardio work. Our lighter weights, our longer durations are just too intense. And when they're too intense, that teaches our body that we're retreating. Mm -hmm. We're evading, we're trying to get away from the attack that's coming at us. Mm -hmm. So instead of fully recovering and being present with ourselves, we're losing recovery capacity and we're grinding ourselves over time. And so when I saw you do a lot of those early stamina pieces, your tendency was to put your head down. Your tendency was to really kind of grind it out on the bike, to really push the upper limit. Because you knew, oh, I can do it. I can handle this. I can go faster. And that's the level of intensity that we need to learn to restrain from. Mm. And when we learn to restrain from that over that longer period of time, that starts to bottle up our energy. And as that energy starts to bottle up, we start to feel not just good and not tired, not weak, not sad, not depressed. We feel great, really ready to push it. And so we've bottled up by restraining ourselves. Now we're at the battle and it's time for strength work and we make advances and we win those battles. Hmm. We learn how to restrain the early set so that we can push a little harder on the second set, push a little harder on the third and really blast forward towards those later sets. Hmm. And so what I saw was that the longer duration work that you were doing was too intense and starting to take away from the intensity that you could drive into your strength work. And then sometimes we get a little overly excited and go just too hard in those early sets of the strength work. And so we don't have the energy to really blast through once we found the edge. Yeah, that power under control seems to be a real theme in initiating, uh, initiating that hold back when it's appropriate. I've got more to give, but now is not the time to give it. And that's the difference between a pipe that's leaking and somebody who puts a hose on the end of a nozzle there so that they can get the water right to where it wants to go. Uh -huh. The difference is water goes where we want it to go. Energy goes where we want it to go. Focus goes where we want it to go. Otherwise, it goes everywhere. Uh -huh. It goes everywhere. It's, it goes the places we want it to go sometimes, but it's going to go a lot of places we don't want it to go. Is yeah. that what I'm hearing from you? Precisely. Okay. Yep. We get to restrain ourselves appropriately and then attack and advance when we're ready. That's great. That's great. That's, that's, a, that's a real framework for, um, for long-term work, uh -huh. right? Rather than, rather than just being in that short-term physiology at the expense of everything else. Exactly. Which is where I felt I spent most of my time. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's phenomenal. As, as somebody who owns a gym, you get a lot of people who come in and say, all right, ready to build muscle. Uh -huh. Ready to build muscle, right? So obviously that means uh, I want to learn from you how much protein I need to take. Yep. Right. And with supplementation, obviously, with pr how many protein shakes should I drink? Talk a little bit about that interplay, uh -huh. especially your guidance with somebody through that, because I know how you've guided me. But I, I would love to hear your kind of more meta thought around that. So. Yeah. So question I get so common. Do I have enough protein? Mm. How much protein do I need every day? I want to build muscle. Must mean I need protein. And... We need to zoom out a little bit. We need to back up a little bit and realize that we need to create a lifestyle that promotes muscle building, not 
force feeding ourselves with some of the building blocks of that uh, muscle mass. So think of it this way. You need protein balloons for your musculature. You need sugar water within that musculature filling up those balloons. <clears throat> and you need to maintain that sugar water within those protein balloons for a long enough period of time that your body says, hey, this one balloon is kind of over full. We would work better if we had two. And then it takes that one oversized balloon and it makes two. Now we can start to fill both of those with sugar water. And we have to maintain that for a long enough period of time that then two becomes four and four are a little bit smaller, but then we fill all four, that's how we're adding muscle mass over time. And all of that requires energy. All of that requires sustaining and staying ahead of the game over time. All of that requires hitting those peaks and valleys mm -hmm. because the peaks are what challenge the sugar water in the musculature. Okay. And the valleys are when we fill it back up. Makes sense. So if we don't have the right peak, we don't challenge it. And if we don't have the right valley, we don't fill it back up. And if we don't sustain that for a long enough period of time, we start to get a draining of the sugar water out of that. And we don't get that signal for more muscle mass. Yeah. Now, if I were to force feed myself protein to try to create extra balloons, that's actually going to add energy to digesting my food over time. It's going to make me more sluggish because I've got extra food in my gut that I didn't necessarily need. And that's going to reduce my intensity of my workouts over time. And so if I force feed myself protein and I'm sluggish, I'm not going to be as intense as I need to be to really challenge those protein balloons. Mm -hmm. And so I can't overeat in order for that to occur. Mm. At the same time, if I'm taking in protein and my body doesn't need more protein balloons, it needs the sugar water within the balloons. It's going to take the protein that I made, that I, that I ate, it's going to take that and it's going to turn it into the sugar in order to fill the muscle up. Mm -hmm. Well, that process actually requires stress hormone, which means we also start to store extra body fat along the trunk. Hmm. Very good. Very good. And so when, uh, I think this is really, I, I, I want to sit on this for just a second because uh -huh. I think it's really key. A lot of us, like a lot of us have seen the bodybuilding workout uh, videos. It's like how to eat 10,000 calories in a day, uh -huh. how to eat like Michael Phelps, how to eat like Ronnie Coleman, how to eat like, you know, how to eat like these people. Uh -huh. And so the eating becomes primary and that stuff is all very thorough, uh -huh. right? In real time. But then the exercise that comes after that, and it's almost the way that I understood it before. And, and listen, I'll, I'll admit, I, sometimes I'm easily confused when I'm looking at things out of context. But there was this level of I'm going to force myself to eat, which forces my body to grow. Uh -huh. And what I found myself is just completely disconnected from my actual appetite. Exactly. And the further I would get from that, instead of uh, looking at a calorie counter... Um, but the, uh, instead of doing that, but actually listening, uh -huh. that created a whole different environment for me, uh -huh. right? That created that now as I'm getting, uh, connected and becoming more aware of what my appetite actually is, 
and being able to listen to what it's asking for these internal signals, uh -huh. now that's a whole different thing because I can be responsive rather than try to be predictive with my food. Exactly. And uh, it, which puts me in a place where I, uh, when I'm predictive, I have to eat in a rush. Yes. Always eating in a rush. And, and if you like to learn more about the food portion of this, war and famine, I, I'm, I was here when he videoed that, when we recorded that, mm -hmm. and I'm still watching that over and over again yeah. to understand and to really, to really get it in me. Yeah. If you're tired of feeling low on energy and settling for the scraps, it's time for your personal revolution. We are helping people go from the person that they have been to the person they were truly meant to be and helping people get to the next level in their life, their business, and their relationships. Follow us. Yeah, I know I, I kind of went off on some of the physiology there. I'll, I'll bring it back just a little bit. You have to live a lifestyle that promotes building muscle mass, which has to do with that intensity and that ease day to day. Mm -hmm. And so all of the factors of the stay active method, exercising to the level that your body needs each and every day, intense when you're ready, backed off when you're not, and hydrating yourself well with water and salt and expanding the breath and using those things to lead you into your own appetite, you'll trust that that lifestyle promotes adding muscle mass. That's great. And so it's less about, I need to force feed myself protein, and it's more about, I need to live a lifestyle like that and be aware of when I am hungry for protein sources. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of appetites, uh -huh. right? So this is my favorite to, topic. To, to get back to the title of the damn show, uh -huh. right? Um, so low testosterone, a lot of people, they feel the symptoms about it. They won't talk about it. It gets, you know, instead of curious questions, we have this puritanical shame-based environment when it comes uh -huh. to sex or when it comes to just sexuality in general. Uh -huh. That conversation has been co-opted, not for the benefit of people, but for the benefit of like kind of control almost in a yes. lot of ways. And so uh, it's not just appetite for food, but appetite for sex. This, yes. is, a, this is a real thing. Um, how can somebody who's experiencing uh, maybe the, some of the symptoms or they've got the diagnostic testing uh -huh. and they're seeing the impact of that on their libido and they're trying to navigate that and talking about it in a way that well, just where they can talk about it out loud, yeah. right? Um, how does the stay active method help that? How would you answer that person who's struggling with the low libido and from the low testosterone uh -huh. and they want to see better results? They want to have a great Valentine's Day. They want to have the, yeah. the dinner, the bottle of the wine and the dessert, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So we can attack this in two ways, one with the exercise and the other with the recovery work. Okay. And so often, what we think about when we're looking to have a peak sexual connection, a peak sexual performance, is that there's intensity behind it. Mm, yeah. And so we think, oh, if I'm stronger and have more muscle mass, obviously I'll be able to perform better in the bedroom with my partner. Mm -hmm. And what we need to understand is that there's a balance between stress and recovery in our genital function as well. Okay high stress hormone reduces erections. Mm -hmm. Calm, peaceful bodies 
help increase erections. Intense stress hormone reduces libido. Calm, peaceful bodies increase libido. And so there are times when we're ready to exercise in the mornings where we have a lot of soreness and inflammation in our body. And that soreness and inflammation will create an underlying stress response if we don't help our body resolve it. And so flexibility work helps us kind of squeeze that inflammation out in order to continue the repair process over time, reducing that likelihood for the stress response. Also, we can get more elevated than we should. We can get overly stressed, overly anxious. And the calming breath of flexibility work will help bring that mind down. It'll bring that anxiety down to a level where we can perform better. And so we start thinking, oh, if I want to perform tonight in the bedroom, I got to be real intense with my exercise. Not necessarily. We got to be able to hit that middle ground appropriately. And that's where flexibility plays a role. Mm -hmm. So a lot of men will resist taking on flexibility work because they feel like it makes them weak. Mm -hmm. It does not make you weak. It makes you resilient over time. Big deal. Big deal. And uh -huh. that, and that's it. That's it. A lot of men think that like uh, morning erections, uh, well, I'm just getting older. So those aren't going to happen. It's bullshit. Bullshit. It's bullshit. It means that there's a, there's a block in your vitality. Uh -huh. It means that there there we're we're dealing with something, and real life is not only responding to certain needs. Uh -huh. The needs at work can sometimes be stressful, but if we leave the needs at home open, we could lose our job there. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, continuing to put ourselves in a place where we are useful and we can yeah. serve whether that's in the bedroom, in the gym, out in our work, at our home, uh -huh. wherever that is, that's the point. And it's not, it's not vitality only in one place exactly. at the expense of many others. It's growing a lifestyle that supports full vitality. Exactly. Right. So we've got that morning. We've got to be intense when we're ready, but we have to be okay with calming ourselves in those morning hours if we get too jittery. Mm -hmm. And we have to be okay with supporting our body recovering if it was incomplete. Mm -hmm. So we got to take on some flexibility in the mornings. And then as we descend into the afternoon and evenings, if we are dehydrated, that's less blood volume. Mm -hmm. Less blood volume means less erections. Mm -hmm. So we have to be well hydrated as we go into the afternoons and evenings. Then we have to calm and slow our breath. We need to exhale a little more completely. We've got to allow the next inhale to occur and pause with it. That breath work shifts us out of the stressful state and then into that calm and peaceful state, which is where erections come from. Mm -hmm. And as we descend down into that calm state, there are four main things that will start to elevate our stress response. Maybe we're a little hungry. If we haven't gotten food that we were hungry for, our ability to connect with our partner will be a little bit less. So we gotta make sure we're aware of our appetite. Mental task completion. If there are little thoughts and reminders and subconscious triggers that are popping up for you, you'll forget to be connected with your partner. Mm 
You'll be distracted in those intense, sweet, intimate moments. And so you've got to be taking care of things ahead of time or writing out your list to take care of the next day when the time is appropriate. Restful and playful balance. In those afternoons as you descend down, if you're too tired, you won't be able to be present for that intimate moment. And so brief naps can be helpful. But if you're also just too tense and rigid and you need to relax yourself and be a little bit more playful, that will help you in those connection times as well. And as you calm and slow that breath, you'll be aware that, ooh, I'm too intense, I gotta relax a little bit. You'll be aware of what you're hungry for or what task needs to to be completed later on, and you can write that down. And then you'll be aware of, ooh, I have an intense desire right now for connection with myself and with my partner. And I think that's, I think that's where we can, with the availability of uh, the sex fast food, right? Uh, Of pornography, of uh, that, that environment, uh, that the fact that it's available right there on our phone. It's, we have to be careful what we feed ourselves because that, w- that can put us in a position where we start to reinterpret the appetite uh-huh. to actually mean something different than what it is. Yeah. It's, I need to have an orgasm or I need this relief rather than I desire this connection. Yeah. And I, my physical vitality as well as my mental ability to be present is existing in that f- full spectrum or very complete for that day, yeah. right? But yeah. when we chip away at those things with those distractions, I know for myself, it puts me into a place where it's harder for me to arrive present and powerful. Uh-huh. It's harder for me to arrive in a way that is serving and creating experiences in, that, in those sexual experiences, in, the intimate, uh, in those intimate parts of the relationship. Yeah. And so we have to be careful of fast food. Uh-huh. as creating a distraction, just as we have to be careful of uh, get allowing ourselves to get so hungry that rather than eating the right thing, we just eat what's available, yes. right? So putting ourselves in those positions, that goes back to the famine piece. Uh-huh. That's a beautiful way of putting that. So sometimes people hear, ooh, intensity and strength work, intensity of stamina work, will reduce my ability to drop into a more relaxed state. It might reduce my ability to have a good, strong erection. Flexibility is the way to go. I guess I better just do yoga. Mm -hmm. And so they get so far out of the intensity realm that they're always just looking for that peaceful, calm state. Mm -hmm. Part of the intensity of the mornings, part of the intensity of your exercise is that it allows you to recover quicker from the intensity. Mm-hmm. And when we're in those intimate moments, it is fun to get intense at times when the energy rises. Mm-hmm. And if that's just one quick go and then the session is over, mm. that's not satisfying. Mm-hmm. But if you can raise that intensity and then back off a little bit and recover, raise the intensity back off and recover, you can have a much more enjoyable connection, a much more enjoyable ride. So you do need the strength and the intensity and the ability to really push that limit. And then you've got to know where that limit is and be able to back off and recover a little bit faster. 
Yep. And just as we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, the person who has experienced or been marketed to or um, is receives diagnostic testing around that, they may start to take supplements or pills that, as you had said before, seemingly cover up the problem, uh -huh. but underneath them, dig the hole deeper. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, any Anything in addition with that? Yeah. It's always whatever we ignore and temporarily mask and cover up will always come back often a little bit worse. Often not necessarily the exact thing, but some flavor of it in a different part of our physiology that's now getting relied upon is a little bit worse. And so you might take a little bit of that testosterone, but 10 years down the road, the over intensity of your exercise means now you're starting to dig away at your arteries a little bit too much. Your obsession with eating extra protein might now start to attack your kidneys a little bit more and start to create some damage there. Your intensity of your exercise for long durations might start to alter your blood sugar levels. And so you're having more difficulty managing your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And these little situations can pop up years and years down the road. And so anytime we see an imbalance, we got to check back in on that lifestyle. And I've yet to have anybody come in with any particular symptoms that needed this support and have all of those other pieces dialed in for a long enough period of time. Makes sense. Check out the official Unlock Potential store where inspiration meets style. Explore our exclusive collection of gear inspired by the transformational messages straight from our Unlock Potential podcast. From trendy apparel that embraces the power of positivity to accessories that fuel your motivation. We've got something for every go-getter. Spread the messages of empowerment, energy, and motivation that you get from the Unlock Potential podcast by grabbing your gear today. We get to now be in positions where we are present with ourselves, uh -huh. where we start to, uh, where we're starting to hear that what may have become a still small voice, but we start to pay attention to it, and it starts to become a more and more clear voice about here's the situation you're in, here's what you need, time to respond. Here's the situation you're in, here's what you need, here's the time to respond overarching with life purpose goals those type of things being values being able to be uh threaded right through that exactly and, and so we're in a position where we like in, instead of being a, uh one of these other uh, uh, uh medication or pharmaceutical companies uh -huh. that put it out hey you want to you want to maintain erections right take this drug but if you maintain it for over eight hours right? Go see a doctor. Yeah. And what we want to tell you is with the stay active method, if you're able to maintain it for eight hours and you're not using any supplementation, it's as a result of the work that you've done. Yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. And I hope happiness happens to all everybody in your family there. That's like, <laughs> that's uh -huh. a great situation because the body is vital. The uh -huh. body is responsive and the body is not injured exactly the body just needs a bit more support uh -huh. it needs a little bit more of the right support and when we tune into that we can start to connect those pieces back exactly. and as you connect one others start to connect in as well uh -huh. you start to gain perspective on these issues and so if you're in that position where you feel where you either feel like you've been marketed to 
you've had those di- that diagnostic testing that said, hey, listen, you have low testosterone. Don't identify with that problem. Start to seek the solution. The solution is not to uh, just pour more oil in. The solution is to fix the leak. Identifying whether that leak is with your daily habits, whether it's recovery, exercise, eating, uh, your sexual activity with your partner, whatever that is, mm-hmm. we get to fix the leaks there and show up as vital, present, and powerful. Yeah. I'm going to add one more piece in there. Oh, this is Hank coming yeah. through the shot here. <laughs> he's an extra in today's show. He, yeah. He's real big on the craft services table that we have back there. <laughs> uh, there were some performers, some age group athletes that I had spoken with previously. And there was in their sport a loud TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, Mm -hmm. if you are showing that you are low normal. Mm -hmm. Now, they were undergoing training at an intensity level that started to reduce that. Mm -hmm. And then they took TRT to bump it back up. Now, they weren't looking for supra-physiological levels they were looking to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. But what is misunderstood there is that the intensity of the training is what lowered their their levels. That's what created a normal. Exactly. Yes. So they went too intense, struggled to recover, and then started boosting it up. And it was seen as not performance enhancing because they weren't bumping them above normal. But if they didn't have that training program and they weren't pushing themselves to that level, they would have been normal. Mm-hmm. And they do that, but it was a little loophole in the system. So they were like, oh, if I push harder, then my T goes down and then I get supported. It's performance enhancing at that point. And that really just highlights that whether you're training at that intensity or you're not training intense enough, or your physical intensity is low, but your mental intensity is high all afternoon and evening. All of these things play a role. And TRT, just like you said, is just dumping oil and allowing it to continue to leak out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think there's, uh, I think there's sometimes when we're in situations where there are reasonable causes for this, right? Yeah. There's all kinds of causes, just uh, overwhelming stress, staying in that stress hormone too long, as you discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'd gone through a divorce. I was building a business. I was raising my son. I was doing that, plus uh, a, a bit of head trauma from before. It got bumped on my head a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know exactly what the reason is, but the good thing is, here, we don't need to know the initial reason. We don't need to know that creative event that started off on this problem. We just need to know how to respond intuitively, dynamically within a framework that not only works for some people, but works for all people when they work it, yeah. right? And that's what we wanna make sure that you have is not don't read the quality of your life or the expectation that you can have for a longevity based on symptoms now. Let's get into some work that's gonna create a healthy, vital lifestyle mm-hmm. in and out of the gym, in and out of work, in and out of the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very well put. Yep, very good. Well, another great episode. Uh, make sure to like, comment. Make sure to follow the Stay Active Method. That, that Instagram follow is awesome. Corey's always on there dropping uh, new knowledge updates, 
uh, demonstrating exercises. It's really powerful. Also, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And for those of you who are already Patreon members, you are the reason that we get to continue on this journey, continue to deliver some of the best content out there that's not, made to, that's not there to make you purchase something, but that's there to help you believe in something which is you and your ability to do this work because this work, as you love to say, it's natural, it's difficult, and it's impressive. Go be inspiring. Join us on Patreon for an exclusive discussion with Corey about the content in this episode. Here's a sneak peek. It's not a coincidence that you didn't have stamina in the bedroom and it made you sad, and that sadness points you towards stamina work. It's a holistic mechanism that is just natural in our physiology. You're gonna learn to develop your stamina through exercise because of what happened the night before. Mm. And you're gonna show up that next day and you're gonna work on that stamina. You're gonna work on restraint. You're gonna work on teaching yourself to march to the battle instead of avoiding it altogether or retreating from it with too much intensity. You're gonna use that over time, day after day, week after week, year after year. And the more you go through that, the better you're gonna be. The better you're gonna be, the better your self-confidence is gonna be. That's unmistakable. Show up, show up, show up, more confidence. If I had a mic right now, I would drop that shit. That's it. There's nothing else that needs to be said because what you just encapsulated there was not only the stay active method, but I didn't know the name of the stay active method before I started in it. That's been the process that I've been going through. Man, that really ties, it, ties a lot of things together. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Unlock Potential. For exclusive content, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon. Follow us across all socials at The Brian Delaney and visit our website at thebriandelaney.com to shop our gear and see what's coming up next.